What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. My name is Danny. This is Ian Coyer. What's up, guys? You guys know him. You have listened to him speak before. And last week, we heard from Scott LeBlanc, who is one of our other business partners on his background with physical therapy and kind of how he became integrated with TTG. So today, we're going to dive into our founding owner, what? Just laughing. Just it's weird to, to say that. No. Why is that weird? It's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. It's weird to be the old man here. So I'm older than you. I know, but you know what I mean. The old, the old, the old person. <laughs> so, so Ian is going to share how the training ground came to be, what his start looked like in the strength and conditioning world, and kind of how we got to today in a thirty thousand foot condensed view. Hey there. My name is Danny Phillips, and I am obsessed with all things fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and helping you navigate everything from the chaos to the comforts in this crazy thing we call life. I'm a former military member who took my fitness background in the gymnastics, rugby, and bikini bodybuilding spaces and created a full-time personal training and nutrition coaching business. Each week, I'll answer your nutrition questions, give actionable strategies to elevate your lifestyle, and share the stories behind battling the stress and reaching success along the journey. We're no longer waiting for the right motivation to show up, no longer watching someone else achieve the results that we want. Get ready to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and be empowered to go after the life you deserve. So put those earbuds in, grab a notebook, and let's dive in. Welcome to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. Cool. I like All right. it. All right. Let's go. All right. Simple. Uh, so I think a lot of people need to know why they do something, whether it's like a mastery or a hobby or a lifelong career. Um, I wanted to do medicine for most of my life, um, had the desire to be a doctor and all that jazz. Ended up going through biology, cardiopulmonary phys, um, in grad school, undergrad, Really decided to get into training probably when I was about 16, 17, mostly because of a bullying problem. Um, I think a lot of people don't talk about how they get into a career. And for me, it was I was bullied pretty bad as a kid, decided that weightlifting may protect me or whatever the heck that means. And uh, it kind of turned into this whole lifestyle, which was really fun and cool. And I got to learn a lot more about myself. Um, I don't think I've ever shared that with a lot of people. So there you go. Well, world. Thank you. Um, I think that's important to talk about. I think that part of mental health, but when it comes to the business side, um, I was by myself forever, um, which was <laughs> literally <laughs> awesome in a lot of ways. Um, being your own boss, obviously shout out to all entrepreneurs on listening. But I think the biggest thing I always knew I needed was that I needed a team. I needed people beside me. I needed people. I needed to be beside people. Um, I've gotten the chance um, in college to go work um, for a professional soccer team as a SNC coach, which was incredible. Um, I got a lot of real time, big experience in Dallas, going back and forth, um, which was incredible. I had always been a personal trainer, um, ranging from everybody from you know ten years old up to seventy two. I tried to make a name for myself of being more the nerd guy that took um, it more seriously in terms of strength and conditioning, not just bodybuilding, which I think was our market. It was really saturated with, um, and then kind of just took off from there back in the day when, um, I was surrounded by a bunch of soccer guys. We had what's called the Shreveport rafters here in Shreveport, um, which I do dearly miss. Um, one of the things we always wanted to do, um, was that we wanted, I wanted a gym. 
I didn't know how to go about it. I have been at Anytime Fitness forever in a day. Um, and shout out to everybody that knew that lifestyle and era and all the clients that have followed me over there from there. Um, but I got tired of being mismanaged. I got tired of not having an opinion at a gym, even though I was usually there longer than any manager, any owner. Um, and it got really frustrating. And so um, two of my older partners, Brett Barker and Greg Palmer, Greg, who is um, the Shreve soccer coach now, um, one of the great soccer coaches in this area, in my opinion, Brett, who is one of the best mentors I've ever had in my life, um, personally, um, decided to come up to me and said, hey, dude, we want to open up a small gym. I was like, cool. They were like, we think we need to do some SNC. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So we opened up across the street from LSUS, if you're from this local area, and basically what is now Bourbon Bar. It was like a 1,500 to 2,000 square foot gym. We did Toka, which was like self-propelled soccer ball, excuse me, um, lessons. And then I had a little bitty rack, I think two racks. And then just did a bunch of personal training in SNC. Um, from there, it blew up quickly. Um, we ended up moving to Knight Street um, beside Mama Mia's or whatever that pizza place was. Um, we started that, which was really cool. Um, one of our other partners, older partners at the time, uh, Ben Johnson was a part of that and helped us grow that, which was awesome. Um, and then from there, Brett and us uh, right before COVID found out um, about this place from a local real estate lady who was one of our old partners, Emily Hayes, shout out to Emily, who was awesome. And basically we created this third entity, what is of TTG now, um, now it has just blown up. We've been trying to expand for a long time. Um, shout out inflation and prices of building materials. <laughs> All right. Um, and it's turned into this kind of its own endeavor. Um, I think we're different than most people in town because of eval and how we approach SNC. Um, it's just not this just cookie cutter burpees and squats and whatever you feel like doing and whatever you see on Instagram. Um, we try to tailor it to the individual. Um, and then when I got the chance to go down to Cressy, um, down in Florida, who I consider Eric to be a mentor to me, and then Andrew Lissy and Shane Rye and all those guys down there and the whole staff, it kind of changed um, my life in a sense of I had a different perspective that I've always wanted. Um, I have a lot of Olympic lifting experience from Greg Everett at Catalyst Athletics. A lot of people don't know who he is. I consider him to be one of the grandfathers of weightlifting, Dr. Pierce, up at LSUS. Um, so I've had a lot of experience and a lot of different backgrounds, which I think is important for young gym owners, um, young entrepreneurs is to not be afraid to have a job that you hate <laughs> or a job you suck at or a job that you're not comfortable with. Cause I think I've learned more in those jobs, um, that I have almost anything else. And now that I'm doing what I am now and we have this great team and staff and our, our new owners now, which is obviously Danny, who, you know, and Scott, Everything is finally coming together and really working, um, which is awesome. Uh, COVID was weird. COVID, I thought we wouldn't survive. We did. It actually helped us in a lot of ways, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, we benefited from it. Um, and now post-COVID and the world we are now, it's we're trying to kind of make this city have a, a really good um, S&C facility that's not just a franchise. That's its own homegrown, which I think is important. Um and uh, yeah, it's it's been a ride. It's not stopping anytime soon. Um, and it's, I, it's like it's this snowball effect. We're like rolling down a hill with so much momentum. 
it's hard to keep up with some days. Yes. And it's, it's rough. And I think a lot of people don't like to have the honest talk that it's not easy to be a small business owner, especially if you don't come from anything. If you don't come from any type of wealth background, I got lucky enough that I have a great group of solid, I'll call them the founding clients. We probably have about 15 to 20 here that have actually followed me over the years. I mean, we have clients that have been with me for almost 11 to 13 years, um, which is awesome. Yeah. And I I think it's a family, it's a culture, it's a, it's hard to do it, but um, we're doing it and we're getting there and it's, you know, I don't think it ever stops, which is maybe one day it will calm down a little bit. (laughs) So I have a lot of questions based off of that, but I, I want you to bring me back to when, or bring me back to the time where you transitioned from Ian Queer personal trainer to the training ground. At what point did you decide, like, this is more than just me. I need to make this a business. How did you come up with the name, the training ground? <laughs> or maybe that's a story for later and not. That's a Brett. That's a Brett Barker. I think Brett came up with it. I think really? Brett literally, we were just talking. I think Brett came up with it and we just stuck with it. Um, my dad helped us. Bill Coyer with Unita Promotions helped us with all the promoting the company and the idea and the colors. And so shout out to him for that. But I think what happened is, so um, a lot of people that don't know me, I was a respiratory therapist for a long time. Really, really enjoyed that part of my life. Also did not enjoy that part of my life. It's yeah, a love-hate thing, right? <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff I got to experience. But I think it was good for me because I realized working nights, um, working in healthcare, and this is pre-COVID, keep in mind this too, was... Um, it was difficult. Um, I enjoyed it. I loved it, but the lifestyle was not conducive to what I wanted of my life. Um, and so I think, uh, after a couple horror stories in the hospital losing, I'll never forget. I lost a patient one night and I just decided I just want to do training full time. Um, it was, you were doing both. I was always doing something. Yeah, both. I was literally training from, you know, 7am to 7pm. And then on Tuesdays and Sundays, I would go do nights from 7p to 7a. And then I just, I mean, I just, just grinded and worked horse. And then I, I want to say that I'm proud of it and I'm glad of it. I don't think it's the healthiest thing to do. I do think I got to do a lot of the hard stuff. So most of our staff doesn't have to go through that. Um, but I think it did help me. It shaped you. Yeah. I just appreciate a Cor- lot of what you have now. Correct. Correct. But I do think that hustle culture, there's, there's mix with it and I'm still kind of, I don't know. I feel like we battle that on a weekly basis. Yes. And there are some weeks where I feel like we get that balance right. And some weeks where it's not right. Yep. And, and those are the weeks where we're like, okay, something has to change for next week. We can't change it right now. Or maybe it's a change that will only take effect next month. But I do feel like since I've come on board, a little over three years ago, we've been really good about making sure that we at least communicate about what's working, what's not. Are we overworked? Are we feeling good? Can we have this extra time? Or like, we're good about communicating, even if we can't take an action on step right then and there. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that was, that's the hard part. And then finding your, finding your team. I mean, anybody listening to this, if you found your team and you know it, I'm impressed because it took me a long time to do it. And I had to go through a lot of people. And again, that's part of life and I'm okay with that. But uh, yeah, and back to the training around, but yeah. And so it kind of came out of that. It came out of a love for wanting to be an entrepreneur and do it by myself. But um, I needed the right people because I am, I have a lot of flaws when it comes to certain admin work and I'm not the most organized on certain things, but you know, I can program and I can talk to people and that's what I know. And that's what I love doing. Um, So I think it's important that you have team members that know their, 
roles and know what they're good at and what they're not good at and being honest about it, which is hard because everybody's got an ego. Um, But yeah, so. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we all do for sure. Um, And and that's the beauty of the relationship between the three of us right now is I think we were all very upfront about how we wanted to communicate or the ways that we've found that have been effective with communication. And we, we are all good about getting into sometimes a heated discussion mm-hmm. um, and and kind of needing to settle down and think about it. And I feel like we, we're always on the same page with that end result, just how we get there differs. Correct. But I, I so appreciate that we can kind of battle it out sometimes because you have to have that partnership, I think, to make it work long-term. You have to not be afraid to voice your opinion and your thoughts and your stance on something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and know that your team is still going to have your back, 100%. even if they don't agree with you. Yep. And, and you, that's okay. Yeah, You have to be prepared to be wrong. And I think that's that's a market that a lot of people can't have met because um, you will always fail. I mean, obviously more than you'll succeed. But again, enough philosophy talk. Uh, well, so, okay. So back to like, at what point did... Inquire personal trainer become the training ground. So when was that? It was, was pro- a year? I would probably argue it was right when we moved to Night Street. Um, I was still doing a little bit of training at any time. Um, I was having a hard time convincing clients to come over just because people, people don't, don't like, like change. change. <laughs> they don't, but it's change is inevitable. It's everywhere. It, it's part of life. Um, so once I got those clientele over to me and made the big transition probably when we opened up the third location was when i was yes ma'am when i was fully invested in this guy was when i officially switched over um because i was kind of scared i like kicking the table (laughs) it's fun (laughs) fun edit um but yeah no so i think that's that was when i switched over and um that's when i fully committed and then it kind of just kept on blossoming from there off campus was really how we started um, which was really great. Um, yeah, talk with all about that. Schools. So like you had personal training lifestyle clients at any time, right? When did off campus become a thing? Correct. I had a, I had personal training lifestyle clients. I had a ton of athletes. I had a ton of, I was starting to get some feelers for PTs and orthos in the area, sending me post-op ACLs, layer rooms, blah, 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 blah. Cause that just took it a lot more serious than most trainers. Um, didn't just program rear delt flies and terrible pushups, but, um, off campus came about an idea because I was also coaching what, lacrosse. What is off campus for anybody listening or watching who doesn't know? So off campus weightlifting was uh, basically a entity where Cattle Parish School could send a kid first hour and or seventh hour to come take a class as meaning like a weightlifting class with us. So we so would instead just... of their first or their seventh hour at school, they come here correct, and they train. Correct. Um, at the time, I didn't really know what it was. I was coaching lacrosse, um, and mostly because of these two twin boys, Jack and Alex Howe. Shout out to you two, who are now coaching a Catholic. Are they really? They are. Oh, love, missing great. them to death. Great boys. What's up, guys? Um, they uh, they kind of propo- you know just pushed me in that direction without realizing they were. Um, got really close to that group of kids, and um, we realized that weightlifting was helping the team, and we had our essentials, and uh, those. My, my defense and my offense and we had about probably seven to 12 kids that were just freaks and um we realized and i think a lot of other people realized how important true good s and c or strength and conditioning is in sport um and i do think that's something that the arclitex area is still behind a little bit in um not a bad thing but we're just you know we're not dallas we're not 
We're not bigger cities. And so, we could be. Yep. Yeah, we're trying to get, we're trying to get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that really pushed it. And then with futsal, which is like indoor street soccer, um, which Cabosa. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I did not know what it was before I yeah, came over here. That took off really well. Um, and then obviously COVID happened. So now we've had to re-up everything. Um, and now it's, it is what it is. It's just this fun atmosphere of where you can come in here and see a post-op labrum with Scott or an ACL. And then you can see a 15 year old girl learning how to squat and hinge or a 21 year old football D one athlete trap barn over 500 pounds, or you can go see a 72 year old just learning how to move better because they've never done any weightlifting. And I think that's the experience I wanted as a comfortable, happy place where you go and you just don't feel judged, but at the same time, you're there to do get work done and, you know, do your job. Without, yeah. you know, not a plan in fitness, but, uh, but, uh, just, I don't know. It's like a family. It's weird. Like I come here so, every day. Oh, and somebody described us a few weeks back as like the vibe of a barber shop. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way to put it, but <laughs> we still get like, clean yes. haircuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, I think that's important because culture is everything, haircuts. you know? Yeah. And, and, I think working out and, and health and fitness and nutrition is very difficult in this city. I mean, I think I just, Scott just showed me the other day that I think we're seventh of the most obese city in America or something crazy like that. And oh. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have to change that narrative and make people more comfortable to come into a gym and have a good experience. Um, just like I had last night with a client of ours that um, we had a really heart to heart talk. And I think, I think that's where I thrived. And I think that's kind of what made TTG what it was, is that I wasn't afraid to have those hard conversations with people and try to get them to realize that this is a really good thing for them. Um, and it can help them in every way. When you say hard conversation, do you mean a, do you mean a hard conversation about their health and what they truly need to do to reach their goals? Or is this different? Yeah, that. And I think a hard conversation is meaning that it's not easy. Um, and then you're not going to lose 25 pounds the first day and you're not going to bench press 500 and you're not going to be perfect. And you're not going to see what you see on Instagram, um, within a month, it's just not going to happen. No. Um, and the reality is, is a lot of people don't like that approach. And I, we, I don't, we all don't. Um, but I think that having that conversation up front with people and giving them hope and desire and, and creating a safe space for them to come exercise and get stuff done and, and feel better is important. And I wish more gyms did that rather than just monetize it and make as much money and then be done with it. Cause I think that's where we're lacking in this country is that hard conversation and, and whatnot. But. Yeah. I mean, I think the social media highlight reel that's out there these days and just the overstimulation of information, correct or not, that's out there. It's just a lot. It's, managing people's expectations when they walk in the door to this gym is Great. one of the hardest things to do and continue doing. Cause even if you do, if we do our part and do our best to give them a realistic expectation of what it's going to take or what it could look like that may lose a client, yep. just that may have them turn right back around because they want something faster result. And that's just not the reality of what you can provide sometimes. Oh. And I'd rather be upfront about it, but gosh, and you can't, you can't predict the future either. Nope. So you can, you can do the training and you can give the nutrition approach, but I can't leave here and choose all of the new, you know, the foods every time somebody goes to a restaurant or goes to the grocery store and you can't make people move when they leave here, even if they work out four or five days a week and go back to their desk job. 
like, so that is the hard part is like not just managing what they do in here, but how to help them manage when they walk out of the door. Agreed. I mean, they're completely agreed. Um, but I, I will say that we're working on it. We're, we're getting better and better at it. Um, the clientele is just awesome and growing. We're starting to get into all these different type of modalities and things. And I'm excited to see the growth. Uh, my wife and me really, really want to stay here and help make this city a better place. Um, but it starts with, you know, just getting everybody on the same page slowly um, and going from there. So, yeah, agreed. Yep. Well, let's wrap this up and maybe just give some a couple things that you are learning right now and implementing and excited about. Okay. I think we have a lot of directions that the future of this gym is going and we probably aren't ready to divulge all of those details because we're not sure about them, but there's a lot of stuff that we're excited about right now. Yeah, I think um, what's going to be different or not different, but awesome about this summer is one, we have Scott having a PT beside me at all times is phenomenal. Um, Scott learns from me just like I learned from him. Um, I think bringing a lot of what I learned at Cressy, um, a lot of this new isometric um, courses that I took from Alex Natura, who's over in Australia, who's awesome. Um, I think us getting more into different, I guess, modalities in regards of like ISA angle for people who don't know what that is, and for sternal angle, rib positioning, um, arm care. I mean, just some of the cooler topics that like people don't want to have the conversation about, but they make a big difference. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back on my summer teams, all the high school girls and boys, our college athletes come back. It's, it's such a fun summer. It's my favorite time of the year to train. Um, I'm leaving Japan in a couple of weeks. I'm pumped about that to go learn some stuff over there and have a little fun vacation. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be good. Um, I'm just, I'm ready for it to be here. So March is always the kind of the awkward month. You so, weren't here last year. This yeah. Time. Yeah. That's, that was the other part is I'm, I'm home. And that's, I think that's the other catch. So. Did we already explain what Cressy is? I feel like give a, maybe no, I'll give a quick listen. Now. So, uh, Cressy sports performance, um, they started at Boston. They have two locations, Boston and Florida, Eric Cressy, uh, one of the founders. Um, he's the man. I mean, the dude is, is a baseball SNC genius. He works for the Yankees or is the director of sports performance for the Yankees. Um, he owns, in my opinion, top three gym in America. Um, his staff, his interns, everybody that came out of there is phenomenal. Um, Andrew Lissy, who is his director of interns, who I love to death, has just taught me a lot and has a great thing going over there as well. Shane Rye, who's their massage therapist, who works for the Dolphins, is another just great human being. I mean, they're just, I can't talk more positive about that gym. Um, and I do miss everybody there. But um, that's, if you get a shout, check them out because they definitely have a huge influence on us and me as a human being. We'll so, see one of them this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Shout out, Andrew. So, um, anyway, so cool. That was fun. Awesome. I'm tired. There we go. I'm about <laughs> of talking. There we go. Get you some caffeine. We still got like half a day to go. That's right. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to be notified when we have new podcast episodes being published, I want you to text the word podcast to this number, 833-432-432. 2161. I'm not going to spam you. I'm just going to send you a quick link that says, Hey, the latest podcast episode is out. Click here for more. We are available on Anchor, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to a podcast, you can probably find us. You can search Fitness Empowerment. You can search Danny Phillips. I will put the links in the show notes below. I think that's all I got. That's it. Guys, have a great what, Tuesday, whatever day it is. Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. See ya. Bye for now. 
Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I love that you set aside a few minutes to focus on you today. If you could take one moment to share this episode with someone you know would benefit from today's message, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be incredibly grateful. Now, if you want more, head to the link in our show description to join our email list and receive weekly fitness and nutrition tips, tricks, and thoughts to empower your day. Until next time, be empowered to take that next step on your fitness journey. Bye for now.